she leads, she thrives. The home of inspired conversations, practical and creative wisdom, expansive leadership and business insights, abundant braggadocious moments of celebration, and useful info you can actually do something with. You'll hear about mindset, marketing, money, magnetism, self-awareness and the Thrive Factor framework, its archetypes and more. Amplify your role as a leader, a self-led soul. Tap into your effortless success zone. Turn your ingeniousness and wisdom into profitable income streams. From solo shows to guests you definitely want more from, there's something for every ambitious, ingenious soul. I'm Shannon Dunn, a true OG of the business coaching space with an obsession with thriving. You are so welcome here. Let's dive into today's episode. everyone, it's Shannon here. I wanted to let you know that this week we have something extra special and a little bit different for you. Back in November of 2022, so really not that long ago to when you're going to be listening to this live, I was invited by the fabulous Dr. Carmela Nanton to be a part of her Hardwired to Lead virtual conference series. It was such an honor and a joy to be in a lineup with incredible women, part of this global conversation that I go on a lot about for She Leads, She Thrives. And Dr. Carmela was gracious enough and excited at the same time to allow us to share the interview that I had where I was in the hot seat with her for this incredible conference series. So that's what we've got for you this week. Enjoy it. Reach out. Let me know what your big takeaway was. I talk a lot about a lot of cool things to do with self-leadership. We definitely talk about the Thrive Factor and a whole lot of other amazing things. So have great fun listening to it. Let me know what you think. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hardwired to Lead Smart Executive Women and Entrepreneurs Conference Series. This is an event that is targeted specifically for smart, driven women who are executive leaders and entrepreneurs, change makers who are hardwired to lead. They are looking to accelerate their career, their leadership impact, and make an effect on the world in a bigger way, and to do so with confidence. I'm Dr. Carmela Nanton, and this this conference was um, birthed out of the award-winning Women's Leadership Series, Hardwired to Lead. And the next challenge that I had was to create these conversations, serious conversations about women's leadership and women's leadership experiences, and to do so globally. And just to verify that the experience is the same or not worldwide. And so in this conference, we are engaging 20 plus individuals who are thought leaders, who are experts, who are um, practitioners and scholars. And we approach this conversation to create a dynamic and actionable resource for all of the listeners from the stories and from the struggles and the challenges that each presenter will bring to you to understand that no matter what you face, 
you can still engage the possibilities that are in front of you. And that's the theme of the conference this uh, fall. And to learn what it takes to power shift your leadership um, to get that dream job or dream business that you may have been thinking about for a while. So I'm asking you to make a deal with me. And the deal is to take a single action that our speaker will provide you with. And as, the, as you take that action to share it and the results in the Facebook group, as you have opportunities so that we can support you and help you and celebrate you um, as you get that win. So today it is my privilege to introduce to you as a speaker, Shannon Dunn, and she is a super creator, visionary thinker, liberation loving, inspiration seeking wisdom woman. Chat out, what? Hi, devotee Hi. and stand up paddle board enthusiast. Not only time I did stand up paddle boarding is um, punting on the Thames, I think, or something in, in oh, Europe. Yes. That's so pretty cool. Yes. And so um, as a business and leadership coach for two decades, she's a retreat leader, best-selling author, creator of the Thrive Factor Framework. And we'll talk, chat a little bit about that. And she is also the host of She Leads, She Thrives podcast. Welcome, Shannon Dunn with me. Thank you so much, Dr. Carmela. I'm so excited to share with you all today. And maybe we should tell everybody that I'm in Australia. So that's why I talk about the global conversation. We have Absolutely. a different accent. Yeah. Yes. And and I love that. It, global, uh, what should I say, global interactions and the fascination with, with cultures from a variety of countries has always been my sweet spot and while I haven't yet been to <laughs> Australia I am so glad that you are here with us today. Thank um, you, sir. Why don't you begin by just telling us a little bit about yourself sharing your story and any challenges that you want to mention now um, that brought you to the place where you are at this present moment. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. And fabulous introduction. It's always, I find a good thing to sit in the space of listening to somebody else introduce you and go, oh, wow, I've done some good stuff here. This is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I, goodness me, my story, I feel like my whole life, I've been a curious soul, really interested in people, like the people watcher from childhood. And you know, I was in my teens and being the, the the teenager that went to the library to research, not to be out with their friends and the, you know, the the yard or or you know, catching up over lunch breaks and things, because I was just so curious about or the way the world worked and the way people fitted into the world, yes. not knowing where that would lead me necessarily, but my curiosity has served me well because of this fascination I have with human dynamic and human behavior. But like a lot of people, entrepreneurship or being in my own business was something that was definitely on the cards. I feel very grateful to have grown up having grandmothers who were in their own businesses. 
which was quite novel. You know, I'm I'm 50 now, so my you know this is a long time ago. Yeah, but being yeah. able to see that 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 women in that time, this is we're talking the 1970s and 1980s, and particularly in Australia where I am. Yeah. that was kind of what do you mean you have grandmothers so both of them in business one a serial entrepreneur the other one had worked in the business with my grandfather but I know she was the boss there's no question <laughs> about that at all so real leaders in their own right and such yeah. incredible role models for me I didn't really understand that at the time I just thought they were cool you know this was great and one of them that was the serial entrepreneur worked a lot in many retail spaces so I'd spend a lot of time with her in her businesses and observing and watching how she interacted with people, talking about marketing. I didn't know that's what we were having a conversation about, but, yeah. you know, a seven, eight-year-old me didn't know that. So, but at the same time, you know, my, my curiosity took me traveling around the world. I lived in the UK for years. I spent time in the US and, you know, Africa, all across Asia, Asia's close to Australia. So that's an easy one. Yeah. And I, you know, have just, as we talked about just before we started for today, you know, our both of us have a fascination with the, the global interaction. That's and right, I right. am still in this a space of excitement many times that I have friends and connections that are literally all over the world from my traveling times pre the internet and yeah, now yeah. new connections. But I just got, you know, I got sidetracked. I spent time in my first couple of careers and then in corporate. But there was this bubbling inside of me, a, an internal leadership that was saying, do something on your own. So there came a time, you know, about 17 years ago uh, or so where I was like, I can't do this anymore in terms of the role that I was in. It was a senior role in a company here that had uh, offices. I'm in Australia on the West Coast. We had offices across this country in New Zealand. Um, we had connections in the U.S., and in other parts of Asia, but it was like it was emptying kind of work. The soul wasn't being fulfilled at all. So it's like, okay, now what? <laughs> a serial yeah. learner, I should say. Yeah, I've studied a lot. I have a lot of qualifications. And it was like, I actually have positioned myself by my own self-leadership to have a lot of opportunity and choice here. Um, coaching had been something I'd been introduced to in the corporate space, executive coaching and leadership coaching, leadership development. I had qualifications as a counsellor and an art therapist and then went and studied some coaching. I was like, you know, this is all just coming together. I meant to work with people in this kind of a way. And here we are all these years later, you know, having done a whole lot of other things. So, yeah, and the challenges along the way, there has been plenty. Uh, I think the, the self-belief, while I had those amazing role models, it doesn't mean that having had that, that we have the self-belief to go, I can do this. So really focusing in my leadership focus in the work that I do is very much self-leadership first. So to be a leader in an external space, in out in the world, I feel like the quality of that leadership is not as rich, uh, abundant and impactful unless we also have created a sense of self-leadership, you know, leading ourselves, leading our businesses. We say, I lead my life. But do we actually lead our lives or work or anything? Not necessarily. Yeah. Yes. Or just respond or react to what comes at us instead of intentionally um, looking out to what can be done about, um, you know, the environment and, and what we would like to do or how we would like to impact it as well. 
So uh, when it comes to self-leadership, I want you to talk a little bit uh, more about that and why it is critical for individuals to be able to lead themselves. Yeah. And there's so much that I can say here. <laughs> it's like, where do we start? We'll do the highlights. Um, okay. I feel like there are so many people around the world that feel that they're in a space of hopelessness or helplessness. Perhaps they have had horrendous situations that they have lived through or, you know, maybe just survived through or not surviving at all. Uh, and yet they can find themselves in a situation where they, it's almost like they give up on the, the fact there is a reality that we are the most influential people on our lives. We can make choices about how we respond. And as you said before, how we react to things in every single moment. And we're not necessarily born with the capacity, the emotional, the spiritual, the intellectual capacity to do that effortlessly. But it is something that can be learned and refined. And I know for me, it was a joyful experience, okay. realizing and recognizing, oh, wait a second, I actually have more influence. Like I have all the influence over my life and my experiences than I had realized. And you, this is something that every single one of us can have this recognition. Yeah. And when I look at self-leadership, it is around, as I said before, we often talk about or use the phrase, the way I lead my life or I lead my life this way or I lead this or I lead that, but we don't actually consider what the word lead or leadership actually means. Yes. For me, from a self-leader or a personal yes. leader, leadership perspective, it is really about remembering that we are in the driver's seat of our lives. And in every moment, we do have a choice about how we respond or react or interact with yes. whatever yes. the situation is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it, it links to um, what uh, currently termed as one of the soft skills, right? Yes. Because it is not, um, it's not easily quantifiable, no. but it most certainly it has its ROI, if we're going to stay with the financial terms, and um, it, the impact is evident. Can you speak to that whole issue of self-awareness in terms of leadership and, and so on? Yeah. And self-awareness is such a, a superpower in many regards. I, in my podcast, just recently, one of the episodes that I actually shared, I think it was episode three, like really early on, was around yeah. self-awareness and the fact that it is an untapped superpower. Yes. Being able to have aware awareness of who we are how we do and don't respond to things, our beliefs, our mindset, our actions and behaviours. When we have that awareness, it stands us in a different position in the world in terms of how we, we react and interact with others. Absolutely. We can see ourselves and, again, choose how we want to be as opposed to being disengaged or you know, kind of giving over to any to others or to another power or whatever, whatever language someone wants to use, right. believing they have no say, they have no influence, that they just have to, you know, give up and see what happens. You know, it's that very disempowering space when you don't have self-awareness. 
But when you have self-awareness, it's giving you an opportunity to reflect on who you are and co-create, if you like, in that influential way, who you desire to be, yeah, to influence what you want to do, what you want to become, what you want to have in every moment. And it doesn't mean that we get it right all the time. There will still be times where our emotional regulation might not work, where we have legitimate stresses, where we may have illness in our physical body that are influencing our ability to, to be as aware. But what I find is that those that I've worked with and my own experiences is that the more aware I am and the more I celebrate my awareness and use it as a superpower that it is, the more that I can shift and change my thoughts, my beliefs, my behaviours to the ones that I've said I want, <laughs> not the, the ones that have actually just kind of automatically come through. And there's a lot of psychology behind this, but you're right. Self-awareness or self-leadership is often looked at and judged as a soft skill, not judged in a welcoming manner, judged in a, in a, this is, this is not something we need to focus on. I think looking after our people, if we're talking about leadership in an, in an environment of an organization is essential. And that's not just making sure they have good leave entitlement and, you know, they're paid well, it's their mental health and well-being, their, you know, their social interaction, their emotional well-being. Those things are equally as important as, say, the entitlements that we may have in a role. And from a personal leadership perspective as an entrepreneur or a business owner, we're often on our own or we have a small team that works with us as we, you know, if we're not someone who wants to go and work in a or own a bigger company or organisation, so we're it. <laughs> we are the ones who are the, making all the decisions, leading the, literally leading the way. And as I said right at the beginning, I, I truly believe that the quality, value, richness of our leadership from an external perspective, the way we lead others, the way we lead hopefully by example, is better when we understand self-leadership and have self-awareness. Absolutely. I agree with that. Um, the, the key in terms of self-awareness um, is the fact that it allows us to trust the intuition and the ideas that we have in that given situation at any given time. And it, it allows us to shift and adjust as a leader um, when we have situations or we see individuals in certain problems and we can pivot, if you will, or, or, or just shift direction a little bit and begin to make the environment one that is inclusive and welcoming to those individuals. And that increases the trust factor between the leader and the follower as well. Certainly does. I feel like if we think about that self-leadership mm -hmm. and acting with self-awareness is being more intentional and considered about how we respond rather than being reactive, That's which tends to be coming from a different part of us <laughs> rather than our considered intentional part, yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, tell me a little bit about your Thrive Factor and how that plays into all of what we have been talking about in terms of that leadership and self-awareness. How does thriving play a role in that? Yeah. Yeah. So the Thrive Factor is a psychological framework 
made up of 12 individual archetypes. I created this, oh goodness me, 2009, 2010 was when I first started recognizing the patterns, behaviors, language, mindset, challenges, so many things in the women that I was working with and coaching at that time. And having studied counseling extensively, having therapy qualifications at that time, and having studied archetypes a lot, I was like, oh, wait a second. There are archetypes playing out here in front of me in the women that I am working with. And one of the big things that I got to really understand, Dr. Carmela, is that so many of these women felt lost, uncertain, stuck in what they were doing, frustrated, knowing that they had potential or desire to do things differently, better, whatever that was, but kind of feeling like they didn't know what to do. So the self-awareness, self-understanding was lacking for a lot of them. Yeah, They knew something kind of in their their landscape wasn't working how they desired it to, but like, but what, you know, why don't know what's happening or I don't know why I keep doing this or I don't know why that thought keeps coming up or I don't know why I keep feeling like this. So there was all of this lack of understanding and lack of awareness that I feel comes before understanding. And so I began, as I do, I love to scribe. I just began documenting what I was observing. And then also reflecting on the other archetypal frameworks that I had learned, that I had used, that had been so valuable to me to expand my own self-awareness and self-understanding and to spark that self-leadership in me. Because you and I have had both had similar kind of experiences in working in a corporate environment, in bigger organisations, and their leadership is so externally focused, as we said. The, the self doesn't get considered. It's like you are a leader and you lead people, but what about leading me? So I kind of thought, wait, something's not kind of right. We're observing in that corporate space that there was something missing there. Anyway, I came to very quickly have 12 archetypes. And so I started to talk about the individual archetypes that I could recognize were coming up in the women that I was working with as clients. Understanding that we would have, like, I very much honour a lot of traditional archetypal psychology, and I do believe we as women have aspects of all 12 archetypes within us, but our Thrive Factor or our Thrive Factor profile is a combination of a number of those those archetypes, not all 12. And what we've come to establish over time is that you as an individual may have anywhere between three and six of those 12 archetypes that make up your individual Thrive Factor. Because we're not one-dimensional. We are not one linear, this is all you are, labelled individual. We are a multi-dimensional combination of different experiences, beliefs, patterns, all those different things. So I found that the conversations that we were having in our coaching changed dramatically for the better. There was a lot of almost like, you know, the light bulb going off kind of metaphor, the aha moments, the, oh, now I get why I've been doing that. Look, how do we change that? Because I don't do it anymore. I don't want to do that anymore. You know, being mindful of the, as I said, particularly it was the behavioural patterns and the fact that, and, and the mindset or the belief patterns that they're like, that's not working for me. I don't like that. Or I'm not, don't want to do that. Or I don't like where that leads me or how it makes me feel. I want to have this, do this, be this, you know, become this. How do we do that? How do we use that? And so I, in defining the archetypes, I had understood that very clearly that there were strengths within each 
and what we call in the Thrive Factor community potential challenges. So I don't know if you know much about archetypal psychology and archetypes traditionally, but a lot of people do these days, thank goodness. When I first used that word, people would look at me and, you know, with a questioning mark or a roll the eyes of, of confusion yeah. or a blank stare. And what's a strange word you're talking about you're using? <laughs> <laughs> That's well, changed usually, yeah, usually it, it showed up in um, in comics, right? Yes. Um, the comic books and so on, they would put out clear yeah. archetypes yeah, right very much. and it's only like recently as we we have begun in terms of scholarship to really pay attention to neuroscience and 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 behavioral sciences and how they interact and intersect then we began to say oh we have archetypes too <laughs> you know? everywhere they are everywhere. You know, they're used to guide the creation of, of books, of stories, of movies, the whole Star Wars right. series. Anyone's mm -hmm. into yes. Star Wars movies, that's all based on a set of very specific archetypes. So that's it's fascinating. Right. But, but traditionally, mm -hmm. archetypes have been taught that, that we have a light within us and we have a shadow within us. Yes. And having studied this a lot from in the, uh, the landscape of psychology, I found that so often people decided that the shadow was a negative. It was the bad parts of us. And it's not that at all. Right. It's in fact, when we can integrate the wisdom, the lessons, the, the, the magic, if you like, in our, from that comes within our shadow mm -hmm. and use that with our light, we become more of a whole individual. But because Absolutely. I was, yeah, because I was focusing on working with women in leadership from a self-leadership perspective, but re recognize that many of those interested in self-leadership would also be in leadership roles, either for themselves in their own businesses or in corporate. I wanted to ad ad adapt the language, if you like, which is how we came up with okay. the light became strengths, okay. the shadow became potential challenges. Right. And the word potential is incredibly key because in my book, The Thrive Factor, for example, uh, I have a chapter for each of the 12 archetypes so that you can get to know each of them. And in there, I list certain strengths and potential challenges for the archetype. Because when you're reading about one archetype individually, you're not taking into account that you have another, maybe two or three, like I have four archetypes in my Thrive Factor that are influencing that archetype. So some of the strengths of another archetype we have may counteract the potential challenges and mean that they don't become actualized. Oh. You know? I also yeah. didn't want to focus wow. yeah, so, yeah, so much of the time we focus on the negative and all the bad stuff, the things that are not so good about us from our own judgment or based on the external judgment or criticism we've received. I didn't want to perpetuate that. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't okay, that's good. That's good. Step away from it and ignore it because we do have challenges. Yeah, yeah, all of them. And you know, in, sorry, I know we have this little delay going on. <laughs> I apologize for that. Um, the the key, um, and I'm glad that you don't call them weaknesses, right? Um, because as you indicate, yes, they don't have to be weaknesses. Mm. They can be um, strengtheners or expanders of the primary archetype that we have is that correct yeah very much so very much you know the the most common feedback i've received in the thousands of women's i've personally profiled i also have a coaching certification so i teach other women 
because it's a female-centric framework. It's only yeah. women. Um, teach others how to use the Thrive Factor in their work and their businesses as well. So over time now, we have amassed a large number of women that know their Thrive Factor archetypes, know their Thrive Factor. And so commonly, Dr. Carmela, they will say, now I understand yeah. why I've always done that, thought that. And now I could also see that the, the parts of me that I thought were wrong, broken, right. misunderstood, but, you know, criticised, often by the external world and then perpetuated within internal criticism and judgment, yeah. that actually they're not bad things at all. It's just yeah. it's part of who I am. But when I use these strengths in relation to understanding those challenges, I, I have that influence. I have the self-leadership. Mm. Is there ever a time, is there ever a time that you um, challenge uh, clients to build the weaker archetypes or you only operate from, this is my, a curiosity question for me now, um, or you focus mostly on the strengths that they have and how to see them in balance? Does yeah. that make sense? Yes, it does. And a great question. We don't necessarily have archetypes that are weaker in us, but we may not have as strong a relationship with an archetype. Yes. So as I said, okay. I have in my own personal profile, uh, I have the archetypes of the mentor teacher, which I have a suspicion you probably would have yes, too. I do too, guilty. <laughs> the, the inspirer believer, which is very much the cheerleader archetype and an archetype we've seen a lot of coaches, a lot of people doing mentoring. I also have the liberator engineer, which is a very an analytical and systematic archetype um, who has a, a love of every, all things feeling free. Um, a lot of us talk about having freedom as a value, but the liberator engineer has that on another scale. And then I also have an archetype called the visionary creator, which is one of the least common archetypes that we see showing up in profiles. Uh, it's the, the archetype of the being able to see and move in a futuristic kind of a way and right, connect that right. back to the here and now and in a very creative, actually take action and bring it to life kind of way. So what I often find is that in my work, my mentor teacher archetype and my inspirer believer archetype are active in every moment with a client. You know, it's a teaching okay. experience. It's a learning. It's a sharing of knowledge. It's a learning from my clients too because mentor teachers love to learn. We love, we love to receive That's information. Right. We also love to share it and the inspire believer the you know the cheerleader archetype recognizing you know all the great things and helping her celebrate and all of that kind of energy and so it's not that I forget the other two but sometimes they take a little bit of a backseat say in my working okay. life yeah? mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yet if we really looked at it the visionary creator is the archetype that a lot of my clients when they understand what that archetype has the potential to do that's why they come and work with me okay. so I recognize that I don't ignore her completely and I don't consciously and intentionally ignore her but because of the dynamic in which we're working in a coaching relationship whether it's individually or in a group or even when I'm on retreats the mentor teacher and the inspire believer come to life faster right, yeah. right so it's it's about teaching every one of us, that we have access to all of our archetypes are relevant of how many we have at any given moment in time. Mm. So it's expanding.
expanding our understanding of each of them and the roles that they play so that in that moment where we have that choice where self-leadership comes to life, we can call on those parts of ourselves that are going to support us the most. We can be mindful of the potential challenges we may experience, be aware of when they've become actualized and maybe having a negative impact that we don't want to live through or experience and be intentional about consciously using the strengths that we have in our archetypes. I often will say to my clients, and I know one of the Thrive Factor coaches does this with such joy every day. She says, I wake up in the morning and I'm literally having a conversation with my archetypes. It is a very process of dialoguing, having a Uh conversation. And I'll often say to the, the, you know, the women that I'm working with, look at your archetypes like a group of your best girlfriends. Sometimes you'll get on and everybody will be in harmony. Sometimes someone might feel on the outer. Someone, sometimes someone might be having a bit of drama to get more attention. Your archetypes will do the same thing. So build relationships with all of them. Ask them who, who needs support today. And also ask them, who's coming to the party? Like, who's coming to, to be with me today? Who, who are we bringing to life in the work we're doing, the, the time we're spending with family or friends, the leisure time that we have? You know, bring them to life. Yeah. You know, um, that, that is very, very interesting. The, and I say that because um, when I was doing my um, doctoral research, I um, touched on what was called multifrenia, which is the same multiple dimensions that um, all of us have as individuals. Yes. Now, so, <laughs> the interesting thing about that is that um, you talk about interacting with them when they come, when you wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. um, we can get up and be happy and excited and everything on one day, and then get up and be depressed another day. That's it. And and in the process, that may be, and this is this is my, you can correct me if I got it wrong, but this is my way of, of um, internalizing this, this knowledge um, and hoping to help someone that's listening as well. Mm-hmm. Um, in the sense that if I got up depressed, I know that's not who I normally am. Yeah. That's, and that's rather right. than sit and listen to the negative chatter in my head. I call it out yeah. and say, okay, so why are you depressed today? Haven't given it a name, <laughs> but, but the reality is the, the qualities that are coming and emanating from that particular space, um, you challenge it directly and then look to mitigate what that might mean for your day. Does that make, does that make sense? Yes, yes it does, 100%. Okay. And that in itself is an act of self-leadership. Yes. Of being able to, again, have that awareness that, as you said, this isn't my normal, this isn't my regular way of being in the world, of feeling, of thinking. And or if it has well, if become, it is, yeah, if it is, I choose it to be different. Uh, I don't want okay. this to be like this anymore because of say the negative impact it may be having. And so when we have that dynamic of self-leadership within us, we have an opportunity to go, okay, I don't wish to have this as my reality now. So what can I do about that? Even just starting to ask the questions is a huge shift for a lot of people. Recognizing that they have some influence 
they often don't recognize in a space where you've come from things are not working so well and you may be having different psychological reactions or emotional responses depression anxiety a variety of different ways that you know we're feeling or where where we how we are mm-hmm. but we being able to just go wait a second I don't have to have this as my reality that's right that could change someone's life in a moment absolutely you don't have to have the answers about how to change it just the being aware that you can yeah. can start a beautiful I say like a ripple effect of, and of what we refer to in the Thrive Act community is we activate thriving mm-hmm. in that moment and thriving is different for every single person around the world I truly believe that we are born with a birthright to thrive but I'm also not ignorant enough to believe that that is effortless for everybody because it's not no. you and I have both mentioned how we've traveled I have seen parts of the world absolutely it shock me that that's a normal living standard a normal for normal way of life yes yes and yet some people that I've met in places that I don't know how I would survive because I'm very aware that I have grown up as an able-bodied privileged educated white woman like I'm very aware of my privilege but and I look at that and I'm like, how would I survive that? And yet you can talk to people there and they'll tell you how enriched their lives are, how grateful they are. That's so true. They could be in there by their definition, thriving. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Thriving is a unique experience. So oh, I know we're not to action yet, but I want to be an action I would suggest that the, some of you, the listeners take or consider is to mm-hmm. get acquainted with what thriving means for you. And look at thriving from different perspectives. What does it mean for me to thrive as an individual, as a a woman in relationship, as a mother, if you're a mother, as a daughter, as a, you know, for me, I don't have children, but I am an aunt. So, you know, as an aunt, what does it mean for me to thrive in relationship with my nieces and nephew as a businesswoman or a, a woman in your career? What do those, as a friend, what do those different parts of you, what does it mean to thrive? Thriving mm. look, feel like, sound like. Yes. Yeah. If you're not and happy with your answer, do you can change that. <laughs> and the goal, the goal would then be to get to your goal to thrive in all of those aspects. Yeah, I to be feel at that. Peace, or is it in balance or what? Yeah, I think it's more about being in harmony and in balance with things. I think harmony is probably the more powerful word there than balance. Yes. Because when something's out of balance, it doesn't mean it's it's lacking harmony. You know, there's something where, you know, you might be stronger or feeling more like you're thriving in one aspect of your life in a particular time. And another part of your life might not be thriving in that same way, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's dysfunctional. You know, there's a lot of psychology down back there Mm -hmm. but you know I I also want to add here that thriving is not an end point it's not that we get there and go okay I'm ticked all my boxes of all my definitions of thriving it's an evolution you know we are in this space of we're interacting with the world we're learning we're you know we're engaging with others we're meeting new people all the time And, you know, if we think about what has literally happened in the last two and a half years in the world, something that most of us in our physical lifetime never could have imagined, you know, Mm -hmm. I think the reality is people's definition of thriving changed because of our external, you know, lived experience. Yes, yes. 
Um, for some people, they would have felt like they were barely surviving through that. And others would have felt like they were thriving because they took the opportunities rather than felt constrained by the challenges. So it's so you such a unique experience. Yeah. Wow. Wow. This is this is huge in yeah. terms of um, understanding. And I think that as you brought it into the the last couple of years, many people, women in particular, um, mm. have have begun, have already or are reconsidering what is happening in their environment that is causing them not to thrive and then um, right. intentionally moving to make changes in those yes. particular areas. And I applaud those women. I know I, <laughs> I kind of operate in the space of individuals who are coming from corporate to um, start their own jobs or in startups or individuals who are looking to be promoted and get their um, you know, get the most value out of the skills that they have accumulated. And I think that um, some of the movement that we're seeing right now is a movement towards thriving. Yeah. I in our agree. lives, in all aspects. Yes. yes. And that to me is a movement of self-leadership because yes. it is a recognition that this, this feeling state, this situation this economic state, this whatever it is that I find myself in right now is not something I want to continue to experience. I'm making a choice. I'm doing something to change this. And all of those little things that we do to change that over time create this incredible, I feel like an inspiring yes. wave of change that it to me it feels like from an it kind of if I take a helicopter or a bigger picture view can only benefit all of us all of us as because a collective when, absolutely yeah. when mm -hmm. one of us makes a decision to change takes that on that role of self-leadership takes ownership takes responsibility recognizes our influence on our own selves we are positively contributing to others because we're leading by example yes how often do we have you would have had this I'm sure like I have so often people would say I like you, I'm so inspired by what you, you've done or you yeah. do or how you respond to the world. And I often will say, well, what's your thing you want to do? Yeah. Because if I can do it, you can too. That's and, then, you know, people's excuses and different things come bubbling forward. And it's like, well, you can either let yourself be defined by all of that or you can make a choice. Or you can make that choice. Mm. Wow wonderful discussion oh my goodness um i would like to ask you to share i know you kind of gave an action that mm. they can um engage in terms of the thriving and so on in all, all of the aspects if there's anything you wanted to add to that because that is their challenge it certainly <laughs> um, is it that wasn't the action i was originally thinking but in that oh, in okay. conversation well it you can share the one it made sense to say, work out what thriving means to you and consider it from a, not just a, a linear, from a different but broader perspective. Mm -hmm. I think that what I love to challenge the, the listeners to do is to spend some time over a few days before responding, give yourself a pause mm -hmm. and think and feel, how do I actually want to respond to this? Okay. Yeah. 
So it's practicing self-leadership. It's practicing recognizing that you have a choice. Yeah. So for example, a common one that is a worldwide phenomenon for women is we say yes when we want to say no. Okay. Right? So yes. someone says oh, say sorry when yes. it's not right. our fault, right? There's nothing to apologize for. Right. And that's a global thing that happens all over the world, which is such a to me, I find it so fascinating that we've all grown up in different environments, different cultures, different education, different economic circumstances. Right. And yet those are patterns. This is the archetypal mm -hmm. energy. The archetypal archetypes are collective across the world they are not individual based on your age or your culture or other things at all but what I would encourage the, someone or everyone to do is to be mindful of how you are responding how you are reacting to what you are asked to do invited to do feel you have to do anything where there's a I feel I should must have to I would just kind of pause even a bit more on those. Do I really? Is that what I want to do? That's and particularly if if you do have a situation where you find yourself saying yes, where every part of you wants to say no, be brave and say no. And That's you don't right. need to justify it with a reason. No justification necessary. That's good. No, full stop. Like there's no is a complete sentence. Yeah. And you may feel very awkward. You may feel very challenged. But you also may feel liberated realizing that you can, in those moments, make a choice and you can follow what every part of your inner being, your soul, your energy, your intellect is actually asking you to do. Wow. Share, if you will, what your free gift is and um, how people can get in touch with you if they would like to learn more. Thank you. Uh, the best place to go to find the free gift, there's a number of different things. So rather than just say, this is the one thing I want to give today, I felt the best thing would be to send people to uh, a specific page on my website. So thrivefactorco.com forward slash links will take you to a page where you can see the different options. I'm actually adding more at the moment. There's some great freebies there and it'll be very clear what the freebies are, including okay. access to take the Thrive Factor Assessment to meet one of your archetypes, which mm. I tend to find as a real curious, wet the appetite kind of, oh, now I know one, well, I want to know more. On that same page, you'll be able to see how you could find out uh, more about the Thrive Factor if you actually want to go through a Thrive Factor experience and meet your archetypes and look at the, how they interact with your life and, and or your work or business. Definitely. And on that page also is all of my social media links. So where to find me online. I spend the most time, I would say, on Instagram. I love it. It's my favourite platform. I'm a very visual person, that visionary creator archetype coming to life. Uh, so Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor is where you can find me on Instagram. Shannon Dunn on, you know, is easy to find on Facebook or Shannon Dunn Thrive Factor Co. And I am also on LinkedIn every now and again. <laughs> so, Well, thank you very much. And by the way, that information will also be accessible so you don't have to go very far. Um, it will be accessible on the speaker page in the conference as well. So you have two places to get in touch with Shannon and no excuses, right? <laughs> and please do. Like, I get such a buzz out of someone reaching out with a message, sending me a direct message and saying, 
I heard or I was intrigued or I have a question. Like I answer all my own messages. I don't have an assistant who does that for me because I love that and I value that. I value the fact that someone took the time to reach out. I'm going to value that and respect that by actually sharing with them. So if you do reach out, please tell us, tell me that it was through Dr. Carmela that you're reaching out. So I know, you know, I can reference back to the conversation, but as I said, I truly do love questions. I love to to expand the conversation. So I um, would be so, you know, overjoyed to hear from you wherever you, and didn't tell me where you are in the world too. Yeah, wherever (laughs) you're from. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Shannon. I appreciate the knowledge that you've brought to the table, the thought-provoking things that you laid out in front of us that helps us to understand who we are and how we can lead ourselves and be more self-aware as we interact with individuals and with ourselves as well. I want to thank you for sharing your time with us and um, encourage the listeners. If you didn't get it all the first time, you can catch it the second time, but make sure that you take notes, that you write down the responses to your actions, put it in the Facebook group so that we are able to support you, help you, refer you, and um, celebrate you as you um, are successful. In, in the next steps that you take. Thank you so very much. Um, we're glad to have had you today. And um, I want to say, uh, keep watching the various speakers as they come. And there is a theme evolving and developing that I didn't really plan because I didn't know what was going on when you select people. But there is something that is that is building. So I am curious to know what your feedback is as well. Thank you so much, Shannon Dunn. I appreciate yeah, you. Thank you. And I hope that um, that the listeners have been challenged. Mm. In a good way. In a good way. Yeah, that's it. Um, in a good challenge for thinking, challenge for yeah, action is a good thing. as well. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. All right, everyone. Bye for now. And um, we will catch up with you later. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. You are so valued and appreciated. Aside from this podcast, my favorite place to hang out online is definitely Instagram. So come and join me, Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor. And no, my DMs are always open for genuine questions and connections. For all the latest Thrifactor goodness, visit thrifactorco.com forward slash links where you'll find more about thriving in life and business. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show and share it with your friends. Let's amplify thriving the world over.